Hello, sister. All right, so today we are going to dive into the number one thing that's sealing your time, your presence, that's keeping you stuck in mom guilt, and that's holding you back from your goals and from showing up the way that you want to for your family and for everything that's most important to you. And I think so many of us as moms, right, we feel like we've got no time for ourselves. We're always so exhausted, we're burnt out, we're overwhelmed. We're just constantly stressed and leading these very stressful, chaotic lives. And there's a truth to that. There's a truth to all of our busyness. But there's also one thing, one main mistake that so many of us are making, this huge pitfall that we're falling into without even realizing it, that's just keeping us stuck, that's keeping us trapped, that's keeping us running on empty. So that's what we're going to dive into today. Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you want to make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time, your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood in uniform, with so many expectations to perform in your job, stay physically fit, and such little support? Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the Army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures to prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the home the best of my ability, and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted. I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path, and he started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. So in this podcast, you're going to find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformations so you can find that balance that you long for to be who you're called to be for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. So I want to tell you ahead of time, this is going to get pretty raw and real. This is going to be a little bit of tough love today. It may be hard to hear, but I want to give it to you with a whole lot of love. And I want you to know that that's where it's coming from. And I'm also right here in the trenches with you, struggling through these same things. And so you're not alone in any of this. I'm very much on the journey with you. But I want to share this with you because this is the biggest thing that I know that gets in the way of our goals. It drains our time. It holds us back from showing up as we want to, as a wife, as a mom. It keeps us stuck, and this has been so revolutionary to both me and my clients, and it's this form of self-sabotage that we don't even realize. It's holding us back from how we're managing our time. So if you're ready to regain control of your time, your mind, your life as a busy mom who's carrying a lot on your plate, then I'm excited to dive into this with you. So just a few kind of prompting questions to start off with. How many of you also struggle to put your phone down? How many of you feel pressure to check your phone 24-7 or to be accessible all the time? How many of you find yourself sometimes half focusing on your precious family or either scrolling social media all the time, uh, feeling all the guilt, feeling all the guilt, you know, and if I'm being honest, there's a lot of times where I feel like I'm addicted to my phone and it's a really, really big challenge. And I know for me, as I'm, you know, trying to build a business in kind of the margins of my time between full-time work in the army and my motherhood, there's a lot of work I have to do on my phone and there's a lot of kind of multitasking that's involved. But oftentimes we can end up falling to the trap of using it way too much or allowing it to get in the way of being present with our family and it really can steal our peace. There's a lot of things beyond the surface here. And so I want to get to the root cause of what causes us to oftentimes be addicted to our cell phone, 
what causes us to sometimes develop these different habits that are not necessarily serving us or serving our family, like maybe emotional eating or, you know, binging on Netflix or scrolling social media all the time and wasting our time doing things like this and what we can do about it. So the topic of today is going to be what's called buffering. And what this means is anything that we do to escape or avoid an uncomfortable feeling or just something we don't really want to face. And so it oftentimes takes on the form of distractions, kind of this avoidance, we're running or hiding from something, procrastinating, we're looking to fill a void with something. And so in those moments when we're often feeling unpleasant, uncomfortable, or really hard emotions, those are the kinds of things that we're going to be tending towards. It's something to avoid the discomfort. And so I want you to ask yourself, what are those things that I tend to do when I should be doing something else? Maybe it's, these are the kind of common examples that I find either in myself or others that I coach. Scrolling social media, stress or emotional eating, grabbing out cookies from the pantry if we're stressed out, binge watching Netflix, glass of wine every night, online shopping or impulse purchases, staying up much later than we need to scrolling, even though we're really exhausted, but we almost don't want to think about the realities of our life or the ways that we might be falling short. Throwing ourselves into more busyness, overworking, overfunctioning, hustling harder to either prove ourselves more or kind of fight against insecurities that we're not doing enough, feeling really restless, just being and feeling like we always have to be doing something. Whether it's throwing ourselves into our to-do list, um, this kind of discomfort in being still, we feel like we've got to always be doing something and doing something productive to be worthy. And so this can take on a lot of different forms, buffering. It's unique for every single person, but awareness is the first step. And so what I'm going to share with you today is that at the root of all these different actions that we're taking, these different kinds of tendencies and behaviors is actually unprocessed emotions. Believe it or not, it's our emotional health that is causing this. So in those moments when we're overwhelmed by the clutter in our home, we're feeling behind on the laundry, the dishes, the mess is triggering for us. We're anxious about work tasks, you know, things that are uncertain in the future, things that are worrying us. Maybe we're burnt out, we're exhausted from the long days at work, we're running on survival mode all week, we just want to decompress, we have no energy left when we get home. Maybe we're overstimulated or overwhelmed or kind of touched out being so needed from all the different directions, being pulled in a lot of different directions at home. We, you know, are feeling like we're running out of patience, we're feeling frustrated with our kids, We are frustrated with their meltdowns, their tantrums, hanging on us all the time, all the crying. You know, maybe we're kind of discontent with some of the realities of our life. Maybe there are certain aspects of our life that are really hard right now, are very stressful, our job. Maybe it's a kind of feeling disconnected in marriage. We don't like our body. Maybe we're going through body image struggles. We're not where we want to be in fitness. We're carrying a very invisible heavy load in motherhood, feeling very isolated or unseen or underappreciated in that. Maybe we're feeling like we've kind of lost ourselves in motherhood or feeling like we're failing in work or at home or both at the same time. And so if any of those things sound like things that you're struggling with, you're not alone. And so for many of us, when we're going through these really hard things that are very common and just normal parts of our experience in motherhood, we're often seeking emotional safety and comfort and these ways to decompress. And so we look for these kind of coping mechanisms and what's oftentimes easy to turn to is all these things like we talked about scrolling on our phone, checking social media all the time, emotional eating. These things can take the edge off and provide this sort of instant gratification, but we can often turn to things that aren't actually going to be healthy for us physically or emotionally, and they really actually drive us into a deeper hole. And at the kind of worse extreme end of it, they can even become addictions or idols. 
And it's this sort of temporary comfort that's at the expense of the lasting joy and fulfillment that we really actually desire in our lives. It's this sort of avoidance strategy of running from ourself, running from others, running from our responsibilities, running from what's hard, and even running from God. This may be kind of hard to hear, but I also want you to know that this is something we can break free from. So I'm going to give you how to get out of these places, but I first want to give you a little bit more of a picture of what this is costing, how this is creating a compounding effect and a ripple effect and bleed over effect into all these areas of our life. So the first thing that it's costing us, number one, it's robbing us of our time. It is the biggest time sucker and time waster. You know, time will pass. Our energy is drained. It's kind of sucking the life out of us. We're losing our focus. We're losing the time on what matters most. Number two, our presence. It keeps us from being really present with our family, fully experiencing our lives. We have this endless onslaught of sensory input, of distractions, of information overload, of all these expectations of what perfection looks like, all these things we should be doing or we could be doing that are really pulling us from where God is calling us to be in the moment and also the joy in the moment. Number three, interior peace. It's costing us our peace. You know, so much of social media, let's just say, is is such a temptation to compare ourselves to others. And we all know comparison is a thief of joy. You know, if we're filling all of our attention on what everyone else is doing, what's happening in the world, all the conversations, the problems, the drama, we don't have to look at what's going on in our own heart and mind, what's going on in our own family, our own life, those areas that really need to be healed for us. But we also fall into these false comparisons because You know, the images that we see of so many other people or the Pinterest perfect of motherhood, whatever it is, right, is this perfectionism we fall into and it ends up causing us to pay more attention to other people's lives than our own. And we fall into the trap of never enough and all of these shoulds that we don't really need to be carrying around. And that's where so much of the guilt can come from. So our interior peace, that was number three. Number four, true rest. This holds us back from true rest because we are not recognizing and filling our own deep, needs, our actual needs. It masks the needs. You know, these things that we fall into in forms of buffering, whether it's scrolling social media, whether it's emotional eating, whether it's, you know, drinking habits, whether it's Netflix binging, it's actually masquerading as this sort of comfort and this decompression and the kind of quick fix, but it's probably prolonging and burying the real problems, but also the real solutions that God has for us. So we're not truly resting. Number five, it's costing us our physical health and energy. Oh man, right? Guys, like we already have such a low um, energy as mothers oftentimes because we're sleep deprived, we're pulled in a million directions. We've got this, so many things that we're expending ourselves for, and that's all beautiful and good and holy work. But when we don't know how to manage our mind and deal with the emotional stress, we seek things that add to our physical stress as a byproduct. We seek out inflammatory foods. We seek out alcohol. We end up falling into workaholism. We have this compounding reality and impact of, you know, our hours in the day, our sleep, our health is deteriorating. Our adrenaline in the system is constant because we're constantly in fight or flight mode. And that can have a real damaging impact on our long-term health and our immune system, our body's resilience, our body's ability to actually, you know, lose weight. Let's just say if we have certain goals and we want to grow in our fitness, that could be really impacting it and even hormonally. Okay, number six, it's costing our joy, our true lasting joy. It is 100% possible to embrace suffering with a purpose. And I think our society, our world today, kind of leads us into this trap that we should always feel happy. And if not, there's something wrong with us. There's something wrong with our life. We're just not doing it right. 
or there's something inherently wrong with us. And so it, we kind of prop ourselves up in some way with these distractions or we help ourselves feel better. But then in reality, the pain compounds because we don't end up really facing and working through what we're trying to avoid. And it kind of makes the dissonance worse. It's almost like avoiding it seems easier, but I want to argue that facing whatever is challenging to us and rising up to the challenge instead of running from it is actually where our freedom lies and where God wants to meet us and he wants to bless us there. So that's where the true lasting joy is, but it's costing us this because we're not even tapping into that. Number seven, all of these different tendencies, it's holding us back from our dreams and goals of making them a reality. It's holding us back from developing the discipline, the virtue, the self-control of being leaders in our own lives because that's the path towards a beautiful, meaningful, purposeful life. Without that discipline, we're just distracted from our calling constantly. We're only seeing other people live out their calling, their dreams. We're doubting whether we're worthy of our own, whether we have what it takes. It fuels our insecurities. It's keeping us stuck. How many of us have such a hard time finding time to exercise? Yet we're going to social media for, if you add up on your phone, it probably is like hours a day. This is not coming from a place of judgment or shame or blame, but it's just to grow an awareness right now of a common problem that we're all struggling with. And then number eight, last, it's costing our relationships. It's costing our relationships with others, especially the people who matter most to us, especially those closest to us, with God, with ourselves. It's causing us to hide from reality, but also miss the profound healing that can come from letting God in more deeply into these difficult, uncomfortable areas of our life and of ourself maybe that we don't even want to face. You know, we often find ourselves just craving community and we look for that in social media. It's a natural human need to feel seen, to feel known, to feel loved, to be accepted. But oftentimes it leads us to seeking validation in the wrong places, in the wrong ways, and we end up feeling even more isolated. We compare, we compete with, we criticize or feel like we often have to earn others' approval through social media. And so where does all of this lead us? These eight things I just went through, all of the costs, it's a prison. We are shackled by these things. And so I want to reinforce to you first, this is not your fault. There's no judgment here. I'm not shaming in any way. This is not to condemn. I just want to bring to light what's happening in our reality of our world for so many of us as women, for so many of us as mothers. And I want you to grow an awareness of how it's hurting you, how it's hurting us, how it's hurting our families, how it's hurting our God-given mission and driving us into deeper holes in our integrated health. Most of us have not been trained to look at our feelings. In fact, we've been conditioned to avoid them, that it's not safe to look at our feelings, but we have to bring them to the light so Jesus can redeem them all. Because what remains hidden, what remains unnamed in the shadows, it can't be restored. That's where the enemy wants it to stay because that's where it can stay as guilt, as shame. It can make us question our worth, our identity, the blessings that God wants to give us, make us feel like something is wrong with us and isolated. The enemy wants to keep us isolated from a community. So it's a form of spiritual attack. And something that in my group coaching program we were looking at was we were reflecting on the verse of we can't serve two masters. And so if social media has this hold on us where it's become an idol, it's almost like a master, that it's driving our behavior, it's controlling us, then it's driving us away from who God wants us to be in reality. 
we have a level of responsibility in it, but at the same time, social media is engineered and designed to attract as much of our attention as possible, to keep our attention as much as possible, to hit us with all these dopamine so that we stay and we're fed all the things we want to see. A lot of this is spiritual attack because the reality is that God loves motherhood, but the enemy doesn't. If the enemy can destroy the confidence, the hearts of those who bring new life into the world, wow, that can drive the world into even deeper darkness and brokenness. So now we're going to go through six steps towards greater freedom from this. Because yeah, I'm not just going to talk through the problem. I really want you to be able to break free from this because we all deserve that. And as with any self-reflection, I just encourage you to be very gentle with yourself because there's often deeper fears, doubts, insecurities, shame, guilt, wounds, and even trauma associated with some of these areas of our lives and in our hearts. So approach this from a place of this kind of holy curiosity over judgment or condemnation of yourself. Most of us are used to just beating ourselves up constantly, but just be very self-compassionate. This is coming from a place of learning more about yourself, your deeper needs and desires, your responses to stress, discomfort, etc. right? So I just wanted to start there. All right, number one, first step. We need to grow in awareness. So I'm hopeful that some of this shed light on some of these things, but I want you to become more aware in the moment when you're falling into one of these temptations. So pause in the moment, gain that awareness of what's happening. Then number two, when you become aware, when you pause, do a little bit of an emotional check-in. And here, I think it's important to be kind of radically honest with yourself about what your feelings are. Again, get curious and compassionate. Some questions you can ask yourself would be, you know, what emotion am I feeling? Can I name that emotion? What's uncomfortable here? Where is the discomfort? Can I name that? What am I trying to escape, to avoid, to distract myself from, or maybe protect myself from? And so, you know, if it's one of those moments where you're like, I am so overwhelmed with everything in my home right now that needs to be done, and I just cannot even face it, and so I'm turning to social media so I can avoid it. Like, that's great awareness. That is a huge step, and I want you to celebrate that when you notice it. But you see how I named it? So what's the feeling? It's the overwhelm. It's the anxiety. It's the stress. And we're trying to avoid that. We're trying to escape that. We're kind of trying to protect ourselves from the heaviness of all of that. Okay. So then number three, once you've kind of named it, identified it, identify the real need. So what's the underlying need that we're used to kind of ignoring or just pushing past? I know for moms, it's so easy for us to bypass all of our own needs. We're so used to ignoring our own needs because we pour ourselves out for everyone else first and we always put ourselves last. I know for me, I'm like driving my car and it's been on empty for a while. And I'm like, how much farther can I go? How much farther can I go? Like, that's me with myself. (laughs) You know, like I always bypass my needs or I'm so used to that. And now I'm growing in much more awareness and much more, I'm expanding my capacity to actually meet my own needs and to understand my needs too. So I can keep my cup filled too. So ask yourself some questions here. What am I looking for? What do I really need? What is that, you know, kind of underlying unmet need that I'm actually trying to fill? You know, and what's that void? Am I actually going to get it here? Because most of the time we're not going to get it when we go to social media. We want some relief. We want rest. We want relief from the overwhelm or the anxiety or the stress, whatever it is. And we're turning towards these, again, temporary fixes, but it's not going to actually fill the void. But what could? Maybe it's take a few moments to breathe, you know, do some relaxation breathing, get a healthy snack. Get some time outside, even like five minutes outside. Ask your husband for more help around the home. Say, I need a break for a few minutes. I feel incredibly overstimulated right now by all the kids. Just give me a couple minutes and I'll be back. 
what we might really need is to take time to journal, to process what's going on emotionally. We might need a counselor or a coach or a trusted friend or someone to walk with us through whatever it is that we're struggling with, but instead we're suppressing those needs and filling our time and our focus and our attention on something that is not necessarily actually going to help, but is really going to mask those symptoms. Whatever it is that is that underlying need that's unmet, let's identify it and let's ask ourselves, is it going to get filled here? Okay, number four, once you've identified that need, decide if or how you're going to honor it. So what's the action we really need to take to actually make some forward progress in you know, this goal, this relationship, this area of my life, this need? And so something that's really helpful is actually learning more about what are some different forms of rest that I can choose. And I love thinking about rest in different ways because when I learned this, it was so pivotal for me. Like there's different forms of rest. There's physical rest. There's mental, emotional, sensory, social, spiritual rest. Like there's so many different forms of rest. And depending on where we kind of get depleted based on what our day-to-day looks like, what those demands are of us, we need to refill in the same ways. You know, and so we have to think about how is our tank being emptied and how do we need to refill it? And that looks different for every person based on your day-to-day what's asked of you. You know, and so we have to also know ourselves, like what actually restores us, what renews our soul, what renews our body, our mind. Most of us as adults have no idea what kind of rest we actually need to feel happy, to feel whole, to feel rested, to kind of mentally unwind, to take that time to reconnect and time to kind of appreciate the blessings of our lives. And so once we grow in that awareness and we start to explore what are some of those things that actually do fill my cup in this season of my life, which is probably different than previous seasons, and that's okay, then we also have to be willing to give ourselves permission to actually build in that time to rest. Making a decision, am I going to honor this need? And it doesn't have to be in that moment necessarily. There's quick things we can do in that moment to kind of take the edge off that are a little bit healthier than some of these things we tend to fall into. But maybe it's deciding, okay, I really do need a little bit more of a break. I need to take a little bit more time to myself. So I'm going to ask my spouse for that for this weekend. Okay, number five, identify triggers or patterns. So the first four were more of like in the moment, what I think is really helpful to do. But this is a little bit more of a reflection for you as you go through the next few weeks. Start to identify what are some of those things that are triggering this for me, these habits. What are some of the patterns? Is it typically during a certain time of the day, certain time of the week, when certain events happen? Maybe my kids are behaving a certain way. My spouse is doing something. Like, what are those things? Or something happens at work. Like, what are these things that are triggering me? These patterns that are causing some of these unhealthy responses. Number six, prepare some practical strategies in advance for what you can turn to, what you can do instead when it gets hard. So for example, you know, a few things I wrote down here, learning some nervous system regulation techniques, again, some of those healthy forms of rest, relaxation, leisure, boundaries. Boundaries can be really huge. Where might I need to set some more boundaries for myself to protect my peace? Number seven, prioritization and also boundaries here too. We don't have to do it all. We can release some of that pressure off of ourselves, give ourselves a little bit more grace and space to actually listen to our body, our mind, our spirit and what it needs. You know, we often carry around so many of these old stories and these impossible expectations from society and the environments we've been conditioned in all of our life. We also have these kind of unlearned skills that are big gaps for us and this unearned guilt that we're carrying around. And so many of us, we never really look at ourselves and say, oh, maybe I'm doing a little bit too much or I'm asking a little bit too much of myself. We mostly look at ourselves and say, 
oh, why am I not handling all this better? Like, I should be able to handle more. Why can't I manage this better? Everyone else must be doing it. Like, what's wrong with me? Right? That's the narrative we tell ourselves. I know it is for me. I'm kind of laughing, but like, seriously, that's what, that's what we do. And so I really recommend to you, like, give yourself permission to release some of that pressure off of yourself. And the first thing I would say on a very practical note is if you haven't downloaded my Overcome the Overwhelm guide, it's going to guide you step-by-step through this process. So please go check it out. It's going to really serve you in this area. And number eight, we do need to be willing to grow in the mindset and the skill set and some tools for managing stress. Because without that, we're just going to be overcompensating in all these really unhealthy ways. Number nine, we can also grow in faith and virtue. You know, in these moments when we may be falling into some of these temptations, that when we really take a step back and we look and we can identify, okay, it might not be serving me, it might not be serving my family, it might actually be leading me away from God, away from my calling, we can ask God for more virtue to fight against that. We can put on the armor of God because, again, it is a spiritual battle just as much as it is a physical battle, a worldly battle. So what can I intentionally focus on cultivating? You know, and virtue is this habitual disposition to do the good, even when it's hard, even when we're faced against temptations. So what are we called towards? Because that's what's going to also help us lead a life of profound purpose, of peace, of joy, and feel like we're in much greater alignment with who God is calling us to be. And then number 10, last thing is just accountability and support it can go such a long way on this journey none of us are meant to do life alone to go through these challenges alone what we want to aim for here is we want to move from this kind of unintentional stuck in these subconscious habitual patterns that aren't serving us well because it's not serving us in our physical or mental emotional health in our relationships with our families in our work in our fitness goals but what will serve us is tapping into our choice our free will that God gives us. Because the truth is, when we are aware of some of these things, we are much more empowered. Our free will is where our freedom lies. And the problem that we're often facing is that we don't even realize that we're in a prison. These things are keeping us trapped. But we can't escape a prison that we don't know we're in. And so again, that first step out of all the steps, right, was growing in awareness. And even that, is a battle in and of itself, but it's so worth fighting for because when we start to grow in awareness, we can actually start to break free. So let's do that together, okay? So if you want to restore your body, your mind, your spirit, if you want to break out of these cycles of discouragement, of stress, of anxiety, of overwhelm, of constant guilt, shame, exhaustion, you know, if you want to reclaim your time, your presence, your health and energy, if you want to show up more fully and joyfully for the people and the things in your life that matter most, This is worth fighting. And like I said, one of the biggest desires of every busy mama (laughs) is to create more time and to be more present to what matters most, right? But this is also one of the biggest challenges that we have, especially for those of us who are working moms, who are, you know, women in the military balancing so many things and feeling a ton of different pressures, either to work to the point of exhaustion or continual burnout, or to barely have any time to really rest because of how much we're pouring ourselves out into work and our family and our home. And so sometimes we do just need that sounding board to take a step back, to have someone without judgment there to kind of hold up a mirror and help us ask those hard questions that are really important and are going to help us uh, move forward. And, you know, I know it's really easy because easy to get caught up in our inner critic getting so loud when we're chronically stressed. And that's where so many of us are as moms, as working moms in the military or as entrepreneurs even. But we can recognize that we're not alone We can embrace our humanity a little bit more by giving ourselves a little bit more self-compassion, 
we can release some of these impossible standards that keep us stuck or ashamed, like we're never measuring up no matter what we do. And this is exactly what coaching can do. So if this is something that you're struggling with and you'd love some extra support on it, then I'd love to walk with you in it and just be that sounding board for you. So you can go ahead and schedule a discovery call. We can kind of explore where you're at and make a plan together that feels really good and feels really aligned for you. And from there, so, you know, super low pressure, really just getting to know you, what's on your heart, where are you in the season, you know, what are all the things on your plate, what are the things that are really weighing you down, and then we can take it from there to see what the next right steps would be for you. All right, my dear friend, I'm so grateful for our time together today. I love you. I pray this topic and the tough love here today was just what you needed. Again, this is not easy. It's a really big struggle for so many of us. God really wants to guide us in what this looks like to balance our family, our work, our fitness, all the things that he calls us to with more grace, more trust in him, and more intentionality. So I look forward to seeing you next time, praying for you, and I'll talk to you soon.